Thank you, Nina. Um, I um, just want to just, just thank you, um, Stephanie and um, Mel, for sharing your what the Lord has done for you. Such um, encouraging stuff. What He has done in your lives, man, is 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 great. Um, and not only in your lives, but in every one of you as a um, church members, it's it's been really phenomenal to see all of your journey, your journeys, and different things that we've seen what God has done, how he's intervened, how he's um, helped each and every one of you. Um, he's done so many great things. And so with that said, I, I want us to, in unison, to really thank the Lord um, from the depths of our heart. And I, I want us to you know, turn our mics on and I want us to just really thank the Lord, to raise our voice and just give adoration and appreciation for the wonderful things he has done. So, Jamark, if you can un unmute all the mics and everyone just express thanks to God as one voice and as one people. Father, we are so thankful. We are so grateful. Thank you We just come before you this morning. Yes. Lord, we do, do not want to take anything for granted, Lord. Father, we just want to firstly thank you for the breath of life, Lord. Each of us, Lord, for allowing us even to be able to join, Father, this church service today. Father, we want to thank you for bringing us up to this point of this year, Lord, October. Lord, we are thankful that we are alive, Lord. We're thank thank you, Lord. We're grateful, Lord, that we're well. And Father, even as we enter this time of the, the, the month of October and start the coming towards the end of the year, Lord, we just want to say thank you for helping us and directing us and for showing us the way to go. And Father, we just want to um, express 
gratitude and, and have a grateful heart before you, my Father. And Lord, even as we look into your word today, we are asking, we're praying for your light to come into our hearts more and more, Lord, so that we can be more like you. Father, we, we thank you so much once again, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to continue with um, what we've been um, looking at. Hopefully today I'm going to try and see if I can finish this word in getting ready for the Lord's return. And I just wanted to say that um, in regards to this, this topic, as I said, um, eschatology is so huge. And um, I'm not even really going in, into the, 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 there's so much um, that could be said about it. Um, but one of the things I wanted to say that in getting ready for the Lord's coming, there's a lot, there's a few other things that needs to take place before he comes. And um, in one of the things, or one or two of the things that we know that is, needs to take place is that there needs to be um, a, a falling away of the church. There needs to be the Antichrist who comes. And also there's certain events that takes place in the Middle East that will be taking place that's quite significant as well. And again, I'm not going into all of those details, but that's not something that we, sh we, we should be, we shouldn't be worried about it, but we should be aware of it. But more so, we should seek to get our hearts ready for his return and also ready for the great revival that will be coming before his return because there needs to be a great harvesting of souls to be one for his kingdom so today i want to see if i can just finish off the area of how we can prepare for his coming and so with that said i'm going to see if i can just highlight this a few uh, this um, i'm not going to go into detail on what we've set, spoken about the last time but the main scripture was taken from Luke chapter 12 and verse 35 to 46. And it's speaking about being dressed and ready. And we spoke about um, the two, the three aspects within those verses of scripture that was speaking about being awake and being dressed and being um, keeping our lights shining. Now, as we, one of the things that we said before that was that one of the main ways in preparing and, and getting ourselves ready is giving our hearts to Christ, is surrendering our hearts to him and inviting him to come into our lives and then living for him. That is the one of the main ways. And then from that, it is a journey of discovery. It's a journey where the Lord will start to unfold to you you, the plan that he has for your life and in Luke chapter 12 as we um, looked at it was speaking about being awake and dressed and keeping our light shining and we understood that in order to be ready for the Lord's coming we need to be awake we need to be alert we said that if we're, if we're not awake we're not alert and we're in a deep sleep spiritually, 
we can we can miss it we can miss the whole thing so the other thing that we said about being dressed is speaking about our lifestyle about putting on the ways of the um taking off the things of the world putting on christ dressing with christ and and and, and displaying acts of kindness um displaying love displaying um mercy to people and then in terms of keeping our light shining is is showing the um the different ones and how we are to live and to conduct our lives as christians as believers so that people can see the light of christ we also highlighted that if we are asleep there are several things that we need to check our hearts with because along this journey we have to make sure that our hearts are pure are right are in right standing with him and one of the things that and i want to mention these things because i, I think it's worth the while to mention these things if we have an absence of sin and then we just feel that it's okay oh to just have um to to have a, a little lie here white lie here there you think it's okay and you have like a blase attitude towards it then that's a sign that you are asleep if there is a lack of fear of god for there's a lack of a fear of god towards his name or there's a lack of um a little sense of outrage towards over um the, uh, the godliness the of society or you feel justified you feel it's right to you know because i'm not married i look i can watch pornography it's okay it's all right for me because i, I need some kind of um help you know and then even if you had like this this thing of living in in greed and um there was a lack of financial integrity these are things that there is a, a concern where you are spiritually asleep and just jumping on to a few other things where if you're open to false teachings or and then you embrace them or you it's like you know god has asked you to pray let's say the lord's asked you to pray for 10 minutes and then you say to yourself lord i pray one minute a day it's okay that and that is an area there where you know that you are asleep spiritually and it's it's there are so many other ways but it's it's worth the while mentioning that you bring it before the lord and you ask him father is there anything if there is there any wicked way in me because the bible says that the, how the heart is evil and we cannot trust it and so we have to often present our hearts before our god and bring it under the microscope of the holy spirit for him to inspect for him to check and to ensure that the things that needs to be removed are removed because we do not want any hindrance for the moving of the holy spirit in our lives and we certainly want to be ready for his coming we then jumped on to going on to certain things that will help us to get ready and one of the things that we said was that the first thing is that we should not lose hope and according to titus chapter 2 and verse 11 and verse 13 it says that 
that we have the hope the wonder of the wonderful day of the glory of the great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, being revealed. And we said that in the news and in the media, there is so much discouragement in terms of the different things taking place with coronavirus, people dying um, and, and the riots and, and people being killed left, right and center. And with that, if you keep your eyes on that, you'll be discouraged. And we said that there is hope because Jesus Christ is coming and we're to keep our eyes fixed on him, not on the media, not on the newspapers, but on him because we have our hope in him. We also said that in, in number two, one of the ways that we can get, um, be ready for the Lord's coming is to call upon him. And when we speak about calling upon the Lord, we're not just saying, oh, we're going to, oh, oh, gracious heavenly father. And we just, just say, Lord, I've, I've done my prayers for today. But we are talking about where we call him and we seek him as it speaks of Jeremiah chapter 29 verses 12 to 14. And we seek him with all our heart. It's like you're not even looking at the clock. I understand where you need to go to work or you need to go to another appointment. But your heart is given over and is totally submerged and submissive and given over in wanting to be your heart given over to God because God wants our all. He doesn't want some. He doesn't want three quarters. He wants our entire heart. And the tendency is as humans, we want to hold on to certain areas of our heart because we think that in our eyes, we know best, but he knows best. And we know that as we give our hearts fully to him, as the scripture says, we won't lose out because the Bible says that he that loses his life will gain it and he that keeps his life shall lose it. And we need to give our heart to him, all of it. And I'm not just talking about, as I said, uh, what, I, what I'm trying to say is, I'm not just talking about where you just give your heart to Christ and that's it, it stop, doesn't stop there. It, I mean, every single day, there's a dying to self. There is an aspect. There's an area, areas of our heart that we present before the Lord and we say, Father, you see my heart. Father, please help me in the areas of sin. Help me in the areas that I'm struggling in. Because trust me, as, as I said to you, when I was preparing this word, there are things in me that I said, Lord, oh God, I am desperate for you. I need you. And I know that if I don't cry out to him, I won't go along that, the right path. Because there is a tendency as us human beings that we live, sometimes we, there, there's a tendency, just like in the, the Old Testament, they live, they, they try to feed off the old manna, but you can't use the old manna. You, you've got to have fresh word. You've got to have a fresh rhema from heaven because the spirit of God is always leading and directing and instructing and showing us individually as we go. And the thing is, we cannot look at another life. We cannot look at, oh, look at, yeah, I'm going to look at Peter because, yeah, this is a great life. 
you've got to look at what God is doing for you and what he wants you to do. You've got to follow the example of what he wants you to do for, his, for your life. Because there is, the Bible says that there's a book written for your life. So we need to cry out to him and say, Father, what is the plan? What is the agenda that you have for my life? And then seek to bend, seek to mold, seek to yield, seek to give those aspects and areas to him so that he can adjust and mold it accordingly. So calling upon the Lord, crying out to him, praying and seeking his face like never before. In these days that we are living in, these days that we are living in, these are the times that we need to be crying out to the living God like we've never done before. Because of the things that are coming upon the earth in not crying out to God in the way that we need to. We are actually cutting ourselves short. And I want to encourage you in, in as much as you can, whether you're walking to the shops, whether you are this, you, 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 you've got a five or ten minutes spare. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. Pray in the spirit because the scripture says that when you pray in the spirit, you speak mysteries. You speak mysteries that will cause your life to change forever. And this, the other thing that we mentioned in this, in this section here is feeding off the word of God, hearing the word of God reading the word of God, studying the word of God, causing the word of God to find a home in your heart. God wants to do so much through all of us, but we need to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him, which is our reasonable service. But we need to feed of the word because just as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds by the mouth of God. We cannot live by food alone. It's the word of God that will sustain us, that will preserve us, that will change us, that will cause us to move from glory to glory, from faith to faith it is his word that it will change us and will cause our minds to be renewed and cause us to walk in the ways of God the scripture also says in the book of Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16 that we should let the word of Christ dwell in us richly and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and in hymns and in spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts. God wants the word to come into our souls, to come into our hearts, to change us. Because as we know, our spirits have been saved, but our souls constantly needs to be renewed, needs to be encouraged, needs to be refreshed, and needs to be more and more like him. So we said these things, and we also mentioned how when Jesus was on the earth, the Bible says this in the book of Hebrews, who 
Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 7, that who in the days of his flesh, when he offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him, that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. When Jesus was at the garden of Gethsemane, the scripture says how he cried with strong tears and God was able to save him from death, but yet he wanted to fear God. He wanted to obey God and he did not, he did not sin because he wanted to give his heart totally and he wanted to um, allow the, the will of God to be done. And so he allowed the word of Christ to dwell in him richly to the point that when the, the agenda of God needed to be done, he made sure that the, he, he, he cried out to God with all his heart so that the will of God can be done and that you and I could come into the family of God because of what he's done. I'm just realized the time. This is amazing. I've, I've got five minutes. Right. So, and I'm just going to just uh, finish on this aspect here. And then we will round up for today. But the other area that we mentioned was about repenting and repenting of any disobedience and asking the Lord to help us. And before I go on to this, I really just want to take my time in, in breaking these down because I just really feel that these days that we are in, we need to be fully armed and prepared in our hearts so that we can be more in line with him. So with this aspect about repenting of disobedience and asking the Lord to help us in areas of sin. So if there is any kind of addiction, any kind of um, food um, uh, addiction you may have or um, addiction where it comes to cigarettes or looking at things that are unwholesome or any kind of thing, that you know that the Lord is going to be, is, is, is dishonoring the Lord, bring it before him. I want to encourage you to repent and to bring it before him. And more than that, see if you can find somebody to open up that area too. I, I, I try to do that as often as possible because I do not want the enemy to have a hold in areas of my heart. And I recognize that in doing this, it will weaken the areas of the enemy where he seeks to hold um, certain bondages in our lives. So repent of those, any of, any of those areas that may be dishonoring him. And then we, we, we mentioned about um, number four, about being faithful with any task that, or assignment that God has, wants you to do being um, deliberate and consistent because as we do these see when when the Lord returns one of the things that he'll be saying in as he speaks of in Matthew chapter 25 verse 21 well done thou good and faithful servant you were faithful 
over a few things. And that's what God is looking for. He's looking for us to be faithful. He's looking for us to be consistent. He's looking for us to continue to continually be looking to him. He's asking, he's wanting us to make sure that we are diligent in what we have um, been given to do. With this, I want to I want to stop there, and I want to pray um, for for different ones with areas that um, you God is stirring you up in, um, and however God has spoken to you, I want to pray for more light and more truth, and for God to really touch you in that area so that God can bring change and hope and healing. Let's pray. Father, I want to come and bring your people before you this morning. I want to thank you for what you are doing. I want to thank you for stirring our hearts up, Father, so that we can be ready for your return. I pray for every individual, Lord, and I don't know what has touched the hearts of your people here today, but you do. And you know the areas, Father, in the hearts of your people that needs your touch, that needs your intervention. And Father, I pray that you will move upon the hearts of your people in a very special way today father you see the different things that's happening i pray for strength i pray for encouragement i pray father for your illumination as to how they should move forward i pray father that you will help every one of us lord to be ready Father, to continually find hope in you. Father, to continually feed off your word. To continually call upon you. Father, to continually bring our hearts and just repent of things in our hearts, Father. Oh Lord, I just thank you today. And I pray that you will continue to move on our behalf. And we thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen.